Hi, this is Joanne Bignair with the podcast, It's Storytime, Meemaw, and Answered Prayer for stories that point children to God. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours, a time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey After Hours, and we are talking this week about a topic that impacts every single one of us. I I promise you, this topic affects us in one way or another. Harold, do you want to tell us a little bit about the topic that we're talking about today? Remind us. We're talking about the difference between hearing and listening and how they're related. Uh, you, You can hear without listening, but you can't listen without hearing. Good point. I heard you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> those are just easy Wayne did you have something you want to add no oh, you're looking at the f- microphone you and Rodney you're like microphone stairs today uh, there you go yeah um, Harold you have a clip that we didn't get in the first episode that's really kind of timely considering uh, you know our show's on 9-11 right and so this is from the movie uh, yeah, World, it, World it, Trade Center it's a clip from that movie and fortunately before I was left home to come to the studio uh, the guy that with the movie was based on, or the clip, he was a Marine, a, a policeman, an iron worker. Uh, he he's had traits that were ideally suited for what he, the clip is talking about. He feels called by God to go to the trade center, which he does and ends up saving two policemen that were trapped down in the, in the wreckage. Uh, it's really something, the, the true story. And, of course, this is just a small snippet of where he's describing the call from God to go and, and help. And his name's Dave, is that right? Carnes, I believe, is the last name, Dave. Spent my best years with Marines. God gave me a gift to be able to help people defend our country. I feel him calling on me now for this mission. Then find a way to listen, Dave. Yeah, so we have the hearing and the listening mentioned here, and he actually goes, and he wasn't supposed to be there, but he he dressed up in his Marine uniform and just bluffed his way through, ended up down in the wreckage and, and found two policemen who were trapped and actually saved them. Beautiful, beautiful story, and it emphasizes listening to God. Thanks, Harold. Rodney, back over to you. You actually have a clip that you want to talk about for this topic as well, right? Well, this one that, uh, yeah, we we all kind of went wild and had so many clips, and this one is uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and Harold liked this one to to fit in with his topic. You've got uh, two men that are on their way back home over Thanksgiving, having struggles with flights and weather and things of that nature, and they have the wild adventure driving back um, to basically Chicago and then up to Wisconsin where they one of them lives. But on this particular scene, they've been driving. 
they've been driving late at night. They've been falling asleep and waking up and all kinds of other stuff. And the car is now going where they think they're going, but it's actually in going into oncoming traffic. That's what's going on in the scene. And uh, the guy in the passenger seat wakes up, looks over across the road, and tell these people are honking and yelling at them and trying to figure out what to get their attention. So they have the little conversation. And basically what they're trying to do is they're not listening and hearing what they're trying to say because they have their own thoughts of where they're at and where they're going. Joker wants to race. Race? That's ridiculous. All right, come on. Let's go. Let's go. Put your window down! You want something? Uh, he's probably drunk. You're going the wrong way! What? You're going the wrong way! He says we're going the wrong way. Oh, he's drunk. How would he know where we're going? Yeah, how would he know? Thank you. Thanks a lot. Terrific. Thank you. <laughs> what a moron. You're going in the wrong direction. You're going to kill somebody. that never ends that was a never-ending <laughs> crash i was like oh my gosh that is the longest crash scene ever. but that's what ends up happening you end up in a crash when you don't listen and don't try to pay attention when you have your own perceptions and that's all you want to do and you can't try to understand what somebody's trying to warn you about sometimes you know you just got to go run straight right into that brick wall anyway just headstrong that's where i spent most of my life and you know relationships and things and just I know with my wife, you know, just constantly, yeah, 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 whatever. You know, it's kind of like the uh, peanuts teacher. Yeah, that's what I would. That's what I'd be hearing. Yeah, honey, I hear you. And I'd go off and do my own thing and do my own way, and it doesn't help very much. You know, it doesn't. You know, I think about being a parent, right? And you try to help your kids not fall into the same traps that you fell into, and you can tell them and tell them. <laughs> and tell them and and some of them work but for the most part they have to kind of experience them themselves to really realize it you know it's it's kind of the same way in in doing any type of training or teaching but you know at some level you learn more from your mistakes than you do from your accomplishments yeah and that's even in my professional life that's a lot of what we try to do with people is have them try things small things so they make small errors before they make the big error you know and it's the same thing here, and that's one of the things too, but what you want to do as a parent is also model 
the right thing and have the right actions because if they see they can see through why the are you fake, looking at me, man? The fake. Well, <laughs> you're staring. You're speaking right at me. I'm well, feeling I'm, hurt. I'm, I'm listening to you. It's uh, hurting I'm me. I'm sorry, Sam, but you know we can have an intervention here. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but that's that's where my life was always at. It's microphone envy. It is. It is. So when you're when you're sitting there talking, it's one thing, but they can tell by your demeanor, your body language. Are you really listening to mom and paying attention to her, or are you not? Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that. You know, it's probably the, one of the worst things I can remember from being a parent and being a spouse is just not being engaged, being in my own world, doing my own thing, and just everybody else is just, okay, yeah, I have to pay attention to you because that's what I'm supposed to do, but then I'm going to get back to me. Yeah. Yeah. I resemble that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Now, Robbie, you went in a totally different direction than the rest of the group, which is not abnormal. No, and I could end up in a crash. You know, it can no. <laughs> you usually have a very valid point that you're making in a different direction. I meant that as a compliment. So, as you might guess, it has to do with Hebrew. <laughs> Just, and in the Hebrew letter, that that kind of means expression that you should be listening to is the letter hey. and hey. and it actually means kind of what it sounds like which is to be expressing oneself. And of course, God expresses himself to it. So really cool. In the 119th Psalm, King David is going to give us a lesson on how to determine what's being expressed from God, very specifically. And so he begins this series of prayers in eight different verses on how to incline our hearts, so to speak, to hear. Because most of the time, for me, you know, there, there are several issues involved in being able to listen. One is which way do I lean? You know, what, where are my prejudices already on the matter? Or if I think I know and those kind of things. So when it gets down to the 36th verse, he says, incline my heart to your testimonies and not to covetousness. In other words, he's, he's talking about inclining his heart. And then he says, turn my eyes away from seeing vanity and quicken thou me in thy way, which essentially is saying, bring me to life in Jesus. But first, you got to get your eyes off of what you're looking at, which has to do with your self-interest and not dying to self, right? <laughs> and, and, and so he says, incline my heart. And then he says, turn my eyes away. And then he asked that he be able to hear thy word, but he says, because your devote, your servant is devoted to thy fear. You see, what you fear and what you love has a lot to do with how you listen. When you're scared to death, you listen completely differently. <laughs> like, believe me, when God gets your attention, at times you listen very clearly. And, and so he's, what, what King David is actually doing here, which I think is absolutely beautiful, is he is within his prayer asking God for these very specific things to help him to actually go beyond the point of hearing and, and to not only listening and not only understanding, but then applying and implementing you know, what it is that God's asked him to do. So we have a clip here from Facing the Giants. Before you get to the clip, can I mean this seriously, can you summarize those points again? Because I think it's important for people to really hear them and, and be able to put them to use. Okay. I'm sure you said them, right? I heard you say them, right? But again, to, to help him just succinctly understand what those points David was making. Right. He, he's making these points of what they call emotional health. And they are 
that you have love and respect that that Paul talks about, but actually it's love and fear. So what do you love and and what do you fear have to do with how you listen? And he's also your heart, incline my heart. Help me lean towards you rather than lean towards the things that where you're not. And and then he says to the eyes, speak to the eyes, because faith comes by hearing <laughs> And, of course, Eve got in all this trouble from seeing, right? right? And so many sins happen as a, as a mold of, of, of looking at covetousness rather than looking at God. So he's talking about inclining your heart, asking that he turn his, your eyes back towards what he has in mind. You know, obviously, the loving with the whole heart, that's a King David thing right from the very basic. And then, again, being devoted to thy fear or to respect. Of, of what that is. So, yeah. Thank face, you. No, sure. Does that help? Yeah, no, it did help quite a bit. Thank you. So, in the Facing the Giants clip that, I, that we're going to hear here, the, this young man is saying they're going to lose. And quite often, you know, the, the person we're listening to is ourself rather than to God. So, the, the guy's heart is not inclined to what God has in mind for what's best for him, but, but what he thinks. And so here the coach kind of takes the place <laughs> of giving this young man some faith based on taking away his vision. So watch, listen carefully to the clip. What does he do? He puts a blindfold on the boy so he can't see, you know, how far he's gone. And then he asks him to give his best effort. But then the voice that he's going to be hearing throughout this exercise is not going to be a, a anything other than, you know, you can do it. You have what it takes. You already written Friday night down as a loss, Brock? Well, not if I know we could beat him. Come here, Brock. You too, Jeremy. What, am I in trouble now? Not yet. I want to see you do the death crawl again, except I want to see your absolute best. <laughs> <laughs> what, you want me to go to the 30? I think you can go to the 50. The 50? I can go to the 50 if nobody's on my back. I think you can do it with Jeremy on your back. But even if you can, I want you to promise me you're going to do your best. All right. You going to give me your best? I'm going to give you my best. All right, one more thing. I want you to do it blindfolded. Why? Because I don't want you giving up at a certain point when you can go further. Get down. Jeremy, get on his back. I get a good tight hold, Jeremy. All right. Let's go, Brock. Keep your knees off the ground, just your hands and feet. There you go. A little bit left. A little bit left. I bet he got it. No, don't stop, Brock. You got more in you than that. Hey, done. Just rest in a second. You gotta keep moving. Let's keep moving. Let's go. Don't quit till you got nothing left. There you go. Keep moving. Keep moving. It hurts! Don't quit on me. Your very best. Keep driving. Keep driving. There you go. There you go. He's heavy. I know he's heavy. I'm bad strength. Then you negotiate with your body to find more strength, but don't you give up on me, Brock. You keep going, you hear me? You keep going, you're doing good. You keep going. Do not quit on me. You keep... Give me your heart. You can't. You can't. Five more. Five more. Come on, Brock. Come on. Don't quit. Don't quit. Come on, Brock. Two more. One more. Look up, Brock. You're in the end zone. So there you go. 
once you know if we would just walk by faith and not by sight faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of god and, and so <laughs> yeah, it has to do with listening herald by all means but you got to you, you, you got to get that word you know from my standpoint you know the the best advice i ever got in my whole life was was spend time in the word where however you do that daily you know whatever however it fits into your schedule and and in doing so he can speak to me but he speaks through his word most often yeah i, I think one of the, the inventions that was um, made for us to be able to communicate more effectively actually works in the opposite direction and is our phone right if I have my phone and I'm looking at it, it's a good chance I'm not paying attention to what you're saying to me. <laughs> now, that's not always true. I can multitask a little bit, but it's strained at best, you know, lots of times unless I'm looking something up. And so, you know, that's one of those things where for me, in reality, when I really want to pay full attention, I have to look at the person and not look at anything else and try not to think of anything else and listen to what they have to say. You know, I've told the story on here before I realized a long time ago when I was married that I could not go to a restaurant that had TVs, or if I did, it always had to be at my back because I was not going to listen to anything that my wife had to say because it didn't matter if it was soccer that was on, and I don't like soccer. I'm watching it, you know. It's in front of me, it's on, and it's entertaining. Not that she wasn't. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that... That was one of the things I had to reconcile within me to say, okay, no, okay, attentiveness for me means no other distractions. I hadn't heard anything y'all said since you mentioned a parfait. I'm just saying. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, <laughs> McDonald's on the way home, by the way, if you want to stop. It is. There's two of them. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I was thinking about a scenario with my wife early on in our marriage because I'm a technician by heart, and I fix things. And we were having a conversation, and she was telling me something. I don't remember what it is. I tell you how well I was listening, but it was several years ago. And I immediately go into fix-it mode. I heard about her first three or four sentences and realized there's a problem, and I'm already thinking of a solution, and I hadn't heard anything. And she stops in the middle of it and says, "Stop." She said, "I don't want you to fix it. I just want you to listen." And I thought, what good is that? Why are you telling me? You know, but and now being in a a role where I listen to people on the phone with with and help them with technical stuff, I've had to learn to listen to what they're saying because I can't see what they're doing. And we're playing with electricity, so every once in a while that's kind of comical. You knew they touched the wrong thing, but the to listen better so that I can more effectively help them with the problem. Mm -hmm. Great point. Anyone else got a point? <laughs> well, I just know that I've been spending a lot of time in the book of John lately, which is on this topic. It's hilarious because every time I go back through it and I reread it, it just, it just laughs because it's a continuing cycle of, I'm telling you who I am. Oh, who are you? I'm telling you who I am. Who are you? You know, so a lot of the different passages, you know, it's like, what I like about the understanding, Harold, that we had here is everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. So if you've learned and heard from the Father, 
you're going to understand who Jesus is because some are his and some are not. And then they start telling him, you know, your testimony, you're testifying about yourself, your testimony is not true. They're not listening. They, you know, they, they don't want it to be true. They've got something already made up in their minds. And how often do we just like this? And then, you know, later on, so they were saying to him, who are you? And Jesus said to them, what have I been saying to you from the beginning? Could you imagine the frustration if he was human? I would just be blown up by now, just yelling and screaming at him and trying to, you know, kick the box in my office a little bit. You know, that's what I'd be doing. And then later on, he's like, why do you not understand what I'm saying? It is because you cannot hear my word. You are of your, you are of your father, the devil, and you want to do desires of your father. So there's all these different things. And then I love it later on when uh, Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father and it is enough for us. Like, oh, he's just, just being humble, right? It's like, Jesus like, oh my gosh, dude, have I been so long with you and yet you have not come to know me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show me the Father? And it's just, it's so funny that how you look at this book, the Bible, and the stories in it, and how it just keeps coming back to, I can look at myself in the mirror of that Bible and go, uh, Rodney, I think you're doing the same thing. This, you're doing this with either these people or with God himself. It's like, don't you believe what he says? Don't you, don't you go? Don't you take that in and believe that you are truly a son of God and he loves you and he is pleased with you, even though you're an idiot and do all kinds of other things at times? He knows really who you are. And that's, that's, that's hard for us to go there and just believe in that. Agreed. It is. One of the other things that jumps out at me, they, I, I used to do a show called Jesus Junkets, and, and we did a show on a missionary from Somalia who was talking to these refugees that if you can imagine, it was one of the worst humane disaster, humanity disasters of all time. People starving to death all over the place. There was all sorts of war, all kinds of starving, and these missionaries would come into these camps and there would be, everybody would be dead but one or two or three people. And so they came in and they would have water, they would have body bags, they would have, you know, like, do you need a body bag to to bury your family? Do you need water? Do you need food? They had these things like this. And what he discovered, what the people's biggest need was, before they got the food, before they got the body bags, or before they got anything else, is they wanted to tell their story. They wanted to be heard. And, and I've never forgotten, I mean, we don't realize the value of, of listening to somebody's story. Um, that it, 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 that whole hey <laughs> is like this, humane, this humongous need we all have to be heard and to, and to matter. And so it's a really unique gift that we have, sometimes just the ability to sit and hear somebody's story with interest and feel like you know that their life made a difference it's, it's really a cool thing and i feel really petty about my whole pickle <laughs> thing you know where the place that we eat before we come here says on their menu pickle spear upon request i've requested it many times i've yet to get one you know and it, it's not the pickle i have pickles at home 
Right, but it, it, he's, it goes he's making a big deal out of it. No, 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 but no. <laughs> I am making a big deal out of it. <laughs> big, deal. It, big deal. It goes to my personal <laughs> woundedness, obviously, right? But it, but it goes to a societal woundedness that we're not listened to. Right, that's the biggest thing I think people get angry about is just not being heard. Right, right. That's what. That's what all the things that that that's the catalyst. It's when, you know, I don't feel like I'm being heard. You don't feel like you're being heard. Someone else doesn't feel like they're being heard. Oh, you're going to hear me. <laughs> yeah, that becomes in the mentality at some point if they, don't keep, if they don't completely withdraw, right? And so just stopping and listening to one another, how much different would our homes be? How much different would our ministries be? How much different would, you know, our restaurants be? No, <laughs> no I, this is a great place to eat. I, I love the place. But no, how much different would our, our, our country be, our world be? At this point, if we could just stop and listen and let people tell their story and not try to manipulate it or move it in five different directions. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of dumbfounded that I was out dove hunting on, with Rodney on Saturday. Clay is calling me, you know? And, and just a friend, and I'm like, man, what's he? I'm trying to hunt here. <laughs> <laughs> But oh my gosh, his aunt had died. And, and as he was sharing all that, and he had found her. And the story that was all behind that and, and what was on his heart, it was, you know, to share that thing. Um, man, I, you know, what an honor mm-hmm. to, be, to be on the recipient of somebody that, 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 that needs to share that and feel like you're the guy to bring it to. Um, and, you know, God does that for all of us all the time, you know? Yeah. Other than time, what does it require from us? Really nothing. I mean, we all have the ability to listen. There's a few people I've questioned. But, <laughs> you know, I think we all have the ability. It's just whether we have A, the discipline, or B, we, we take the time and do the things we need to to listen fully. And that sort of, I was very amused when you did your, and you have to go back and listen to the original broadcast of this, but you were com- talking about, I started to say complaining, but I was, that's the way I heard it. It's probably not the way you meant it, about the people repeating back to you what they thought they heard you say. And my, I was laughing because that is something that's, taught everybody to do because it's active listening and that was one of the things that was big in any kind of counseling and uh, we can be doing the tricks to listen and not hear what's being said oh yeah i wish we could have played the the clip from anger management (laughs) where sometimes people are just uh trying to get to the point they want to make versus you know really listening and i was complaining jim actually (laughs) So you hit the nail on the head. You heard me fine. I was complaining. And I think the active listening comes in when someone's done talking, not in the middle of their sentence. And that, that could be the difference. He was literally green with envy. He was making a big deal. You know, yeah. I was in a pickle. It's a, it's yeah, a pickle. It was, it was, yeah, I never got to make my point. <laughs> I, I asked you like a couple times. We'll talk to you next week. This is the Truth Network.